Hello everyone and welcome back to Straight White Whale. My name is Darren Connell and this is episode 25. I cannot fucking believe it. That's incredible, isn't it, Paul? Ridiculous, mate. 25 episodes of a podcast. That is amazing. Before we get into the nonsense, um, we've got a sponsor and I want to give them a shout out. Um, I've I've wrote it down as well because I'm trying to be as professional as possible. I can't keep saying I'm going to suck people's bangers. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, I mean, I know it's like I appreciate them sponsoring the podcast and the only way I can communicate my emotions <laughs> is through saying I want to suck their banger. But it's going to come back and haunt us. I do want to suck the banger though. <laughs> so, <laughs> this, this podcast is sponsored by Arguing Co. Arguing Co. is a legal firm based in Glasgow and I've wrote some bullet points down here. They specialise in everything, right? But see, their main thing is they do most types of law and their main area is personal injury and employment law. So if you've ever had any trouble with anything like that, get in touch with them. No, I don't get any dafty to just sponsor the podcast. Um, I know a lot of people just want money and they just get any sponsor. I know Alan, I went to school with Alan. I know that he's a good person. The difference between his company and everybody else's company is he does, he won't take a fee. What is it called? No, no win. win, no fee, is it? No win, no fee, which is very fucking rare during these times, these tough times, when people would just take a fee off you. And another thing, see if you win, he won't take a cut off you either. So most most of these law firms will take like 20%. He won't take as much as that. He'll take a flat out free, I would imagine. But right. he won't take a big massive chunk. He'll make the other side fucking pay. So there, <laughs> so there you go. And... Like I said last week, um, if you need any help regarding that situation or stuff like that anyway, just get in touch with the guy. He'll point you in the right direction if they can't help you. And if they can, they will. And uh, that's that. Well done, mate. Was that all right? Professional as fuck. Loved it. No, even joking, mate. Don't look at me like that. I can't see you. I've not got my glasses on. <laughs> Just a wee smudge. <laughs> I feel that was a bit sweaty there for me, man. I was like panicking. Well, you? Just fighting the urge to say, and I suck his banger on the desk. G Ross, <laughs> you've got my hair transplant hanging off my skull. Don't get a fuck. <laughs> you ever had a personal injury claim? I should have. There's been many times in my life when shit's happened. And I've just been like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> Such as. Just put a plaster on it. <laughs> I remember driving back from a gig with a comedian and some fucking idiot ran <coughs> into the back ears. Did you know put a claim in for that? No. Oh, mate, that's Claim Central. I know. They just pay out, I think. I don't even think they fucking... You just need to walk about with the neck brace on. Pure hamming it up. I hear voices now. that. That's, uh, <laughs> don't get me wrong, if it happens now, I'd fucking hit the deck, man. I would never get up. I'd be walking with two walking sticks, everything, man. Uh, <laughs> Alan would be guiding you. He'd be like, <laughs> telling you, right, go to the doctor. Be like, oh. <laughs> I'd be doing this fucking podcast for a breathing apparatus, like, <laughs> like Bane. Have you ever put in a claim? Aye, mate. Aye. Aye, just for uh, road injuries. Aye. Like you're saying, whiplash. Mm -hmm. um, they just, just get, I mean, it's 
free money. Like that's the way that it's obviously no, because then everybody ends up paying for it through their fucking insurance premiums. But I mean, well, there's well, there's blame. There's a claim. Well, I was young and I was silly, and you know that way. I wasn't self-employed yet. I still worked in ASDA. I was quite a nervous wee guy. And I thought, I don't want to annoy anybody. I never really knew the process of that, how you do that. But mm. now, I'd be fucking bleeding. Did they ask you? No. See, that's the difference now, mate. See, now, if you're in a car crash and you put in your insurance claim within, like, a day, a law firm are phoning you, like, do you want us to handle your personal injury claim? claim? And so it's all, like... Yeah. It all just happens. Like, um, I've been in hunters, no hunters, but I've been in four or five car crashes that obviously, like, I've no had anything. Just, wow. and then I've had one where they phoned and they were like, oh, you can get a claim. You want to put in a personal one? Like, fucking right, mate. Mm -hmm. Get 1,400 quid. Get me 1,400 quid. Go for it. Aye. Glasgow's quite a, a strange mentality towards that shit. Um, in what way? I'd imagine it's everywhere else in the world, but I, I used to be a labourer mm -hmm. and I remember being on site and an old boy, uh, I think he lost a thumb. I'm sure he lost a thumb. Right. And he was literally like, yes, <laughs> you fucking dancer, man. I'll get about five grand for that. <laughs> I was like, mate, you've not got a thumb. Who the fuck needs a thumb? What you got to do when you need to fucking finger your ass, man? You <laughs> get your thumb up your ass. Aye, mate. Fucking right, man. I'm like that in life now. You know how, like, oh, I'll go to uni, I'll stick out, and I'll try my best. And now I'm just like, I really hope I just get scudded with a fucking bus or I get really bad <laughs> food poisoning for a restaurant that's not going to kill me and I can just get, you know, 20 grand or but something. I can just sue them. Because life has crushed my fucking soul. Anyway, Paul, <laughs> it's nice to see you, mate. I mean, does <laughs> <laughs> it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody somebody uh, came in to do a podcast and they were like are you Paul Fay Darren Connell's podcast and I was like aye and they were like I recognised your voice oh brilliant which was strange who was it? Mikey Motion oh no way aye Mikey aye. Mikey is a stand up comedian very funny and a couple of years ago he had a viral vein um, when he Bergy Boy Bergy Boy when he had the uh, numerous Bergos jackets on and he says I'm absolutely bloody roasting him. <laughs> he's a good guy aye mate and he was funny on the podcast yeah. but he was telling me how good a stand up you are saying Thank that you. You, you headlined his room down at the old Fury Murray's did you? yes yes saying he was loving your Betty White joke I've got the hunger back mate have you? yes I'm loving it I'm loving it again mm -hmm. it's a really shit McDonald's advert that I'm, I'm loving it, McFlurries. <laughs> Can't even get the sentence out of my mouth. I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, get the fire back for the the stand up, mate. Yes, I. We are um, announcing it on Friday. Tickets go on sale on Friday for the tour. Um, I've done everything that I need to do, so I've left everything else with the bookers and stuff. So they said it's going to get announced on Friday, but we'll get to that in a minute. How have you been anyway? I've been good, mate. I've been good. You've been um, good. What, what's, what's been happening? When, was, when were we last in? It was last week, I think, Aye, when you just was. get back from Amsterdam. Aye. Um, not a lot's actually happened. Uh, I had a good weekend, mate. Sun was shining, was going out for walks with love and life. Um, yeah. Been busy with doing this, I suppose. Um, 
But nah, I don't th- nothing's really like jumped to mind other than Celtic winning against Ross County on Sunday, which made me happy. Yeah. And hopefully we can do the business on Sunday again and make me even more happy. On maybe, Sunday. Maybe even get a wee stoner. Oh aye. If we, we win on Sunday. <laughs> Just turning off half a Glasgow there and just went <laughs> click. <laughs> As I'm trying to remain neutral, like, yeah, yeah, story, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's on Sunday when I move into my flat, so that'll be hopefully... You're looking forward to that, mate? Yes. A good day, mate. Moving into the flat, Celtic are playing Rangers. Aye. Things are going to go well. Sunday, it's not going to be like the money pit, is it? Is it Rangers one? You ever seen the money pit? No. Just had a blank look. Are you shitting me? There's a movie that I've seen that you've not seen with Tom Hanks. Money Pit. Might be a bit dated now, but it's uh, it's a good movie, mate. They basically watch it. They buy a they buy a big house. Mm-hmm. They buy a they're buying a big house and they turn up, they see it. No ruining it. They turn up, they see it. It's a beautiful big house, and then when they go to move their stuff in, like the people that have sold them the house have took all the doors and all the windows out, removed all the plumbing. <laughs> so, so basically on Sunday Rangers are going to beat Celtic 6-0 and I'm going to have a heart attack in the bath <laughs> you're going to turn up to your flat and there's going to be a fucking crack den or something I smeared in shit over the wall I am buzzing for it I've had a I've had a good week as well mate Aye, how you how you been mate sorry I've I didn't ask there no it's okay it's alright about- this is my it's the interviewing technique of leading into other parts of the podcast 25th episode getting pro at this now mate aye oh. as I'm sitting with shorts sewn for fucking TK Maxx <laughs> nothing wrong with a bit of TK Maxx mate I, I, do, I exclusively shop in TK Maxx see if I need something I go and look in TK Maxx and if it's no there I'll go and buy it for a legitimate like fucking shop but no if I need a winter jacket I'm going to TK Maxx to buy a fucking winter jacket man well, I'm got, I'm wearing this. I'm wearing this gear is because I'm walking home for the podcast it's not because I'm a lazy bastard uh, like, how did that know, go last week? I think we mentioned on the pod that you were going to walk him. Oh, mate, I was fucked. I was absolutely fucked. Like, my mate texts us at night and he's like, yeah, mate, I drove past you in Springburn Road. You look like you were going through a weird trip. <laughs> I, was like, I was fucked. It was roasting last week, wasn't Aye. it? I was totally roasting. I was just... Because it's so weird, man, when your fitness goes. Because at the start of lockdown, I was doing 20k walks and... Fucking hell, man! For here to Springburn, it's not that far. And uh, halfway there, I'm like leaning up against walls and all that, thinking, "What the fuck has happened to my life?" But I, I feel better. Um, I know when I move back, when I move into the flat, things will get better. I'm doing a lot of things, mate. Like see, stress eating and and being around mad family members that are just after fucking nut. Do you know what I mean? Neighbors that are gone. What's happened to you every time you leave the yeah. fucking house? You're like, yeah. fucking nothing's happened to me, you prick. My da, we've noticed you've been drinking more cups of tea in the house. Is we, We've always known that you've been the weirdo of the family, but recently it's got a lot worse. Are you all right? Because <laughs> I'll drive you up to Stoke Hill right now. Like, I had two cups of tea. <laughs> ah, right, okay. Just if you say. need medication for your brain to alter, it's all right. <laughs> We'll help you. I'm just trying to talk to you. It's, it's a dying, don't worry about it. Is that the way your dad talks? No, no. nothing like my dad. Is your dad pure? Darren, are you all right, mate? Aye. <laughs> it's just my mentally ill mind. Oh, fuck's sake. Aye, so there's a lot of comfort eating, stress eating, 
right. see because you're sharing a fridge with people and stuff i do that oh, i'm not buying food i'll just get a takeaway and all that shit so i'm looking forward to having my own space and uh it's going to be weird man but i can't wait right mate they first the first week when you move into a new flat it is all a bit weird mm-hmm. isn't it? like the place doesn't like new smells and you're lying trying to get to sleep at night and you're like Aye. what's that noise like, I'm, I'm having stealth wanks mate i'm 34 years old what's a stealth wank like keeping the edgy while having a wank <laughs> so my my, my dad doesn't he walk in the fucking room you look like fucking gollum like hunched <laughs> out like jack <laughs> like, eh, precious i get nominated for a bafta man what the fuck is happening here did you actually well a scottish bafta a scottish bafta <laughs> kidding on me but did you Yes. Bob for New Talent. Party? New Talent Award. Oh, brilliant, mate. For up and coming. Who won it the year that you get nominated? A drug dealer. Who? I can't even remember his name right, but there was this. <laughs> it was me. It was God, it was so long ago. It was me, a child, and a guy from, I'm sure he was from Nigeria, but he was Scottish. And he won it. Right. And then two weeks later, the Daily Record exposed him as a crack cocaine dealer and he was earning up to like seven grand a week did the bath the scottish bafta no strip him and give you the fucking the ne- title no nah. nope. but i remember i wasn't that devastated but i felt sorry for the kid the kid was heartbroken man oh. and i remember getting him a cuddle and just thinking pal all this stuff doesn't mean anything you just keep working keep your head down and you know enjoy this night mm-hmm. and that what was a drug dealer in? What did do he know, do? I can't remember what he was in, but the part of winning the BAFTA was you get a a small part in a... God, I'm having brain fog. What's the amazing Scottish actor um, that does all the mad... You know, he'll play a mad... Peter Mullen. Peter, right. Was he directing? Producing I, so something? He was directing a film and you get a wee bit part in it. Right. And see, when I found that out, I was fucking gutted, man until i watched the film right the film was amazing right right okay see the fucking part part. (laughs) holy fuck it was literally at the end of the film when peter mullen is hitchhiking back to glasgow right and this the guy from nigeria drives up in a car and does that hop in mate that's it that's still been good though i know i'm just trying to make myself feel better being (laughs) in the same with peter mullen and see to be honest mate you've got that charisma he would have get you a better part. You'd have got on set and he'd have been like, this guy's a star. Let's get him a fucking, <laughs> let's get him a lead role. He knew that drug, he knew that Nigerian dude was a fucking scumbag selling yeah. crack to wins. Hopefully they <laughs> didn't they sell it to the wee boy that was in contention for the fucking BAFTA. I was mad to think that wee guy will probably be like 22 now or something. Was it that long ago, mate? I think I was 24, mate. So it must have been 10 years ago. Right. Fuck. Aye. That wee mental. guy's probably smoking fags and all that. I bet you he's not having stealth wanks. <laughs> fucking dick. Fucking both of them. Better pricks. <laughs> no, but I had a good week. Uh, last week, um, there's lots of major kind of bullet points I've set out in my life. Like recently was to, you know, fall in love with stand up again, to get a flat. Well, it was to get a mortgage, but I never got that. But I've got a flat sorted. Um, you know, like so i've sorted all this out within the first three months of the year mm-hmm. essentially Aye. and it's quite a weird feeling like 
I don't know if anybody else is like that, but when I set a goal, I normally don't achieve it. <laughs> right, aye. It's, it's, it's a weird feeling actually achieving it. Right. Like a, a feel good of like, right, I need a living space, so I'll sort that out instead of just living in fucking misery. And uh, one of the, one of my main things was to start back gigging in Edinburgh because mm-hmm. it seems to be a bogey <clears throat> city for me. Right, really? I've just built it up in my head as this... I don't like to gig there and right why is that well i was back at the stand last week and uh, i've not gigged in the stand in edinburgh in probably five years and last week i did four gigs in the venue right wednesday and thursday was for kevin bridges and friends so talk about fucking pressure being on me. Mm-hmm. I've never experienced nerves like that before in my life. Was he there? Yep. He was calm. Oh, right. <laughs> was he was he like sort of what you're gonna do in Glasgow? Was he like the host? Like compare in the show? Well, he's got a tour coming up and he needs new material. So right. he compares it and he'll do like, you know, twenty minutes at the top, thirty minutes in the second section, and then he'll just get comedians to do spots. Right. So I was doing a spot wednesday thursday and then i was back at the stand on friday and saturday for the regular weekend right and it was amazing mate definitely built it up four nights man back to back aye four nights you feel good at the that saturday night like in the zone and all that like it's like um you know you do something so much by the time you get it's like the end of a fringe run you're shit hot Aye, you can start fucking about with all that and you playing about with it. Uh-huh. So Saturday I was like that. Saturday I was completely relaxed and uh, chilled out. Plus I've also realised through maturity as well, like um, I'm blinded by nerves most of the time or people pleasing. So I don't realise that, you know, if... I'm not even really talking about the stand, right? But, but see, see, before COVID, mm-hmm. you'll get like a comedy club or a venue, and anytime you go, no matter where you're gigging, when you're gigging, there'll always be like a group of comedians that are fucking living in the venue that are no gigging there. Mm-hmm. Um, probably a wee bit bitter, jealous that they're not getting as many gigs, and you know that what's that's kind of what happened with me so i used to kind of get worried about like who's going to be hanging about Aye. rather than the actual venue right and uh and plus a compare makes a difference i know mate you get compares that just sometimes don't give a fuck they're bitter they've been doing it for too long and they go up and they don't really care so they make the night icy and just horrible hostile environment yep right and you know i went up one night and i've done it so many times now that i've realized oh wait a minute that's not me that's the compare Mm -hmm. or it's people in the green room that make the green room fucking horrible Uh so it was a good feeling to actually accept this is not my fault whether back in the day if i died in my arse it used to make me physically sick. Mm-hmm. Like, I really, really had to work through that. Like, I used to take it so personal if I never had a good gig. And I suppose it made me better. It did make me a good comedian, but it's not healthy. 
Mm-hmm. Like sometimes you have a bad gig. It's shit happens. Aye. Do you know what I mean? It's gonna happen. It, it happens. But I'd be fucked for a week or like I wouldn't want to leave my bed the next uh-huh. day. Do you know what I mean? Aye, it's too wouldn't, much. I wouldn't eat and stuff. So Putting too much pressure on yourself, what I, you're saying. You, you, that that's the thing that motivates you to get better. So you kinda need it. Uh-huh. But at the same time, when it doesn't go your way, if that mechanism of motivation is causing you to not go out your bed and feel like a piece of shit for a week, then it's went too far. Yeah. You need to rein it in. So I realise that anytime I go to these venues that are negative in my head, um, I would say honestly, probably ninety-five percent of the time it's because they've got a cunt for a con a compare that right. doesn't want to be there. So when I went there on Friday, Friday and Saturday, there's a, a woman, she's a comedian called Jay Lafferty. I wouldn't even really say we're pals, but it's like a mutual, uh, we have a mutual respect for each other. Uh-huh. Anytime we're gigging, it's like, how you doing? Everything's always nice. And see the difference of having her there, comparing on a Friday and a Saturday mm-hmm. to anybody else that I've had. It was unbelievable, mate. Like, it just, the penny dropped and thought, I just done that. It's it's the compare or who you're gigging with. Mm-hmm. Like, it doesn't even have to be the compare. It's just, if there's a rotten apple in the lineup, man, it can fuck, it can fuck the night. Aye. Obviously, the crowd don't know that. Well, I suppose they do, because if somebody comes out and they don't give a fuck, um, the crowd can pick up on that. But, mm-hmm. 100%, um, mate. I mean, I've, I spoke to a comedian uh, a few weeks ago, and I'll no name names, and, and he was saying that, as a, a run was coming to the end, that he was like, I'm actually thinking about just packing it in. Um, so I was like, what, what, what's making you say that? And he was saying, I just don't want to go back to the, the circuit, mate. Oh. He's like, I can't deal with the negativity that's just in the green rooms, man. He's like, honestly, he's like, you've got no idea what it's like, mate. He's like, depending on who's in the green room, you could come out feeling like you've been bullied. Sometimes, like, walk, walking on stage feeling shite, like, mm-hmm. because of the conversations that are happening. It's kind of like understandable and it's it's exactly what you're talking about but also i think what, the difference with what you're saying and, and what he's saying i was just kind of like to him listen mate like don't let other people dictate what you do with yourself like go go back to the circuit like fuck them mm-hmm. they're pricks just ignore them just try and fucking ignore them they, yeah. if they try and talk to you to bring you down to their level just realize that that's them just doing that just try to bring you down so you don't have a good night so that they can feel good about their shite comedy like fuck yeah. them man they'll never yeah. get anywhere with an attitude like that man they think they will they think that's the way to, to get forward is by pulling people backwards when the opposite's true you should raise people up do you know mm-hmm. what i mean kind of like like kevin bridges is doing with his night he's got a new material night he could just book the stand and just go up and do an hour yeah and people would turn up for that do that at glee or whatever but he's noise bringing people in you know yeah. that exposure to a good crowd while he gets his new material done and yeah. stuff like that so that's definitely the way to go about it and the story that i've heard you tell about what he did telling you get up your job and do that like this is what you're supposed to do you should do it that's him encouraging people he's not sitting about fucking bringing people down before they go on stage no. do you know what i mean and that's no. that's what the good council day you know what i mean and that that's the difference it's like you walk into a green room and you can feel ice you can actually feel ice Mm-hmm. And then you're standing at the stage door, you're watching the compare do this, and then you start to get paranoid. You're like, if I go up in a dying mass, I don't get booked for fucking three years, four years, 
but this cunt's here every fucking two weeks and he's up there getting it like doesn't he give a fuck mm-hmm. and then you, it's like and then it's like welcome to the stage Darren Connell and you walk out and you just know that you're walking to, to die now I never died on Mars, but I didn't do good either I done enough I d- it was like being in the water and just keeping your head Aye, treading water, water mate. like that's what it felt like mm-hmm. and then I got off stage and it was like how do you feel like that went and I felt like saying I fucking died of marsh I can't like uh-huh. you'd never made it easy uh, but who's a good compels Liam Withnail right Liam Withnail is incredible he's a good guy and he's also sober and he's English and he lives in Edinburgh right he's right. always been a funny comedian always been funny right. but there's a comedy club in edinburgh that's opened and it's called monkey barrel aye, aye. and he does about i think he's got two nights there so he's gigging maybe he's comparing there like four times a week right mm-hmm. for three years and then covid happened and I, I never seen him and then after the bells i was gigging with him at the glee in glasgow and i thought holy fuck this guy has just skyrocketed right. like He's went from good to if I was running a night, I would get him at all times. Like he would be my number one pick. Right. Incredible. He's also got TikTok if you want to check him out. Um quite a lot of his stuff on TikTok goes viral. So um he's amazing. Um Liam Withnail. L- Liam Withnail, he's got Twitter and all that stuff. He's a good guy. Uh Glasgow wise, uh, you know, Raymond Mearns is really good. Raymond Mearns has been gone for about 20, 20 years. Always hear his name get mentioned. Aye, right? he's good. Professional-wise, Des Clark is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Susie McCabe, brilliant. Uh, Joe Heeran as well. Joe Heeran's incredible. Mm-hmm. He's got good Twitter. He does really well on Twitter. Comparing's a bit of an art, isn't it? It's like yep. different because you get people that are fucking... I've heard about people saying, oh, they're an amazing compel, but their, their set's only great. Yep. and vice versa like people can be a great stand-up comic they are set but when it comes to the comparing they're not quite you know Aye. don't really know what to do with like it. some people don't suit it like mm. i don't want to piss on comedian right i've never actually seen them compare but i could i can't imagine gary little doing being a compare right but he's a solid headliner i've got a weird thing with gary little because obviously i know he's a he's a good stand-up comedian but oh. i only know him for the gym oh really I went to Cali Gym, like Cali Uni. I went to that gym for like two or three years. Maybe about, got to say maybe 10 years ago, maybe even more than that now, mate. Fuck me, man. It's been that long. But I, I used to go, Gary was there every day, fucking seven in the morning. It was like, that's when they opened. Wow. And I, I would be working. And so I would go at seven. He'd be there at seven. So we were like gym buddies. Um, So that's how I know him. Amazing. And then obviously because I had like, people loosely connected family-wise that were was a comedian spoke found it was a comedian spoke about that but a common ground and uh, i got to know him a wee bit man he's, he's actually like i don't know what he's like as a comedian absolutely no idea but he's a great guy man aye and he's some laugh as good well guy, just in general laugh. aye but i feel like i'm kind of you know tiptoeing around the fact that i don't want to slag clubs or nights i'm no slagging clubs or nights i'm just saying there's certain people that have kind of lost their spark mm-hmm. and it can make the night pretty shit. But I'm at a stage of my life now that I've been doing it for so long. I'm also 34 years old. I'm not a wee guy anymore. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks about me. 
like if a comedian doesn't like me, I don't care. Like it's the promoter that I care about. Like if they're promote, if they're gigging, if they're booking me, then that's all that matters. So I'm at a stage now that if I look at a lineup and I see one of these cunts on the lineup, I'm just going to say, move me, move right. me to another night. People change as well. You don't know what you're walking yeah. into just because you've you've been in a, a green room with somebody that's had a made an icy atmosphere at one point. Might have been having a fucking tough time in their life. You yeah. know, you get them the next time. Um. So, uh, but. There does comedy seems to really reflect what I seen with music quite a lot. Well, there's quite a lot of intimidation and a lot of shithousery that goes on between people. You think they're all like mates because they're getting phones no. taking each other and stuff like that, but there's definitely no. a good amount of backstabbing that goes on for sure. Aye. I mean, I've seen comedians that are either in the venue or maybe doing a shift behind the bar. Like once I went up and I struggled, right? That compare that I was talking about was comparing the night. Mm -hmm. The comedians that don't like me were in the venue and there was a comedian working behind the bar that didn't like me. So it was like being bullied, but not, I mean, they're trying to bully you, but it's not like, you know, I just essentially nod and smile at them. Mm -hmm. Like if if they crossed a the line, they would get fucking knocked out. Aye. Do you know what I mean? So I just kind of palm them off. But that night when I walked in, I was just like so nervous. I was like, God, I need to deal with these cunts. And then the compere doesn't give a fuck. And, and it was like, I wasn't that, I mean, I was funny, right? But I wasn't professional enough to deal with it. So I think I had 15 minutes. And I only done something like seven minutes, mate. And I got off stage and I literally seen this guy that worked behind the bar running upstairs to, to give me bad feedback. Right. And this guy was a comedian as well and i felt i was like mate and i, I could kind of see myself trying to explain myself to this guy and i was like why am i even talking to this cunt Aye, mate. he's a fucking nobody i remember like the boy that played lead guitar man in my bands talking about like a similar sort of thing it was like a, another band came to see us playing he was like blah 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 and the guy said to him oh, i found it all quite underwhelming and he started being a bit like fucking oh and i was like wait a minute that guy's bad shit. Yeah. Why are you listening to him? Aye. Like, see, that, see, I mean, do you respect their art form? See if the answer's aye, then maybe you, you, you're like, I really respect them as a, a comedian. Mm -hmm. I'm going to listen to what they've got to say. See if you don't. See if they're not a good comedian. See if they're, no offence to the guy, we're on the journey and blah, blah, blah. He's behind the fucking bar. He's not even on the, he's not even on the bill. If he was like, oh, but I'd be like, no offence, mate, but, no listening to your advice. Or just be like, oh, I very good and yeah. fucking ignore him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Somebody that runs up to somebody to criticize them is yeah. just a prick on face value. Do you know what yeah. I mean? But it comes back to what I was just saying there. Do you respect them at what they're doing? Then maybe you want to listen. See if you don't. See if they're no doing. Mm -hmm. If they're no making moves. If their stand-up's no fucking tearing the roof off a venue. Don't listen to them because yeah. they'll probably be coming for a place of jealousy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's why it was nice to do that last week because I walked through and it's all new staff members and the, the comedians, there was no comedians there, the, the negative ones anyway. Uh -huh. And, uh, you know, it was such a nice, friendly environment. But I had, a, I, I got a monkey off my back with that big time. And it's true what you say, man. It's like all these kind of weird comedians that are so toxic and... See if you were choking on your sick in the green room, mate. They would fucking walk in and walk out. 
like I've seen cunts that you know they think you're daft like see when I first started I remember there was a, a compere that used to spread lies about me telling everybody that I was an alcoholic this was actually before I had a drink problem mate. he was right. like don't book him he's an alcoholic he drinks too much I remember sitting in the green room of the stand and he walked in and he done that up oh, wrong turn and turned run and now because I've got Scott squad and all that type of shit he's all kind of pally pally mm-hmm. but you're like I never forget anyway I don't want to bitch comedians all the time but I that's what I'm saying Kevin Bridges like obviously he's like a superstar I'm gigging with him last week he's the most chilled out happiest cunt I've ever met in my life he's got funny bones mm-hmm. he, he, he's so supportive like I didn't need to like you said I don't need that gig he didn't need to give me that gig and I went up and I had one of the best gigs of my life. That's the difference between Kevin Bridges and the rest of them. Mm-hmm. So, but then that's quite common, isn't it? It's like we, we people that are so talented. We're successful people, mate. Aye, aye. Aye. They, they're not threatened by your anybody else's talent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe Kevin Bridges might give Mickey Flanagan <laughs> or something like that. Like, mm, you know what I mean? Or another hugely successful comedian. I don't think so, but it's always you do get successful people that shit on you know like you do get ones that slip through the cracks and they make it but see the majority of the time people that are always in that sort of like wanting to give negative feedback or whatever um they never really do it and, and it's always really coming for that place of feeling insecure about themselves yeah so they maybe pick on other people you know what i mean you might have a bad night like you said that happens yeah but it's the ones that are waiting in the queue to stick it into you because you're when you have a better night uh-huh. as you day or you're a good comedian that's why they're doing that mm-hmm. you know it's just knowing maybe i did have a bad night that's why they're they're taking their opportunity but the reason that they're waiting in that queue is because i'm actually fucking good yeah i've also seen it with uh, the term say be careful who you're kicking the way up because you'll go past them on the way down mm-hmm. is that the term i don't know but it, i like i know what you're saying <laughs> it's like kind of a three-year-old trying to explain that term there but you know what i mean um i've seen it with a comedian that you know reached the top very quickly and you know he would steal off his granny to get to the top mm-hmm. piss on everybody like do anything for success and he done it and he got to the top then there was a scandal and then everyone was like fuck you Aye, like, they're all waiting with their knives. Aye, because he was a cunt. Mm-hmm. Even though the scandal was bad and he did do wrong, there was no in-between. There was no, maybe maybe he made a mistake or something like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody was like, fuck him, he deserves it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I just like to treat people the way I get treated. Try to be funny. I always just go down to, break it down to people are there for a good night. And I'm grateful to get paid to try and make them laugh. Why do people overthink these situations? I w- Maybe I'm humble because I was a trolley boy in Asda for fucking <laughs> Maybe, nine mate. years, mate. Do you know what I mean? That's it, mate. 100%. Can't get, they, get, they forget themselves, mate. Like, they really do. And I think especially when it comes easy and they don't have to battle, you know what I mean? So they, they don't see people. They're not looking at everybody else realising that everybody's fighting the same fucking fight and Aye. just try to get somewhere with what they're trying to do. Uh-huh. It just seems crazy to me that the comedians don't support other comedians, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they don't lean on each other, they don't work with each other, collaborate with each other. 
if you go back to like, you know, like times when creativity's been like proper thriving, like the 60s, they all fucking hung about with each other uh-huh. and they all like taught each oh, I've we've done this, we've done, oh, we met this guy, he did this for us and they spread it about and yeah. all of them are fucking legends, do you know what yeah. I mean? But you get people that just can't, it's, it's threatening to people. I think other people's success is super threatening. So they don't want to help you get somewhere mm-hmm. because they think that's going to detract for them when actually the opposite is true, mate. It's always true. Like if you help people, they'll help you back. That You know what I mean? Like Yeah. And it's weird because like, you know, I started before a lot of people. I started before Susie McCabe. I started before, in fact, another Susie McCabe. I remember Susie when she started. Like, she deserves everything that's happening to her right now. She's on the cusp of greatness. She's one of the funniest comedians in Scotland. And she's got the potential to be, I know it's so cliched, but see when, you know, somebody comes through, it's like the next Kevin Bridges or the next Frankie Boyle. Mm -hmm. The path is there for her, for that to happen. And she's earned it through blood, sweat, and tears. Now, I know if I was mentally ill or jealous, I'd be like, oh, I started before Susie. How come I'm not the next Frankie boy? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I never think like that because I know that when I gig, I do well and it's good fun. Mm-hmm. I, I just would never enter my mind to be like that as a person. But then these cunts don't have a, a shelf life, do they? They never last. No, nah, they don't. So, they- but I, it was an amazing week of gigs. Jay Lafferty, I was on with Rachel Jackson, a very funny comedian as well. A shit hot comedian. I'm just writing this down because I'm uh, dyslexic. Chris Washington. Uh, aye. Wash Eggton. Aye. He's very good. Right. English comedian, funny as fuck. So if you are looking for, if you love Scottish comedy, comedy in general, Get these people followed on Twitter, and I'm sure they are doing podcasts and shit like that. If they're not, oh, they're fucking better than you. <laughs> <laughs> if they're not doing podcasts, like they fucking better get in here. Hurry up. Just going through the notes there. I hope I didn't feel like I was ranting. No, that was good, mate. Was that all right? Aye, mate. Aye, but it was good. It was very, very good, man. Um, I've missed that buzz and is it's like a drug man see just doing that two years of lockdown and they gigging and accepting it as well probably stand up's over the circuit's over see to be in a comedy club and nobody's wearing masks and you're like fucking hell man like you've, you've missed that stimulus that feeling of nervousness even grabbing the compare before and i'm like this will never leave you mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if it's 50 people it doesn't matter if it's a thousand people that buzz is so fucking good man Aye. was it a good crowd no, it was shit. No, no. <laughs> no it was good, mate. It was good. It was really good. Uh, I, like I said before, I just, I don't know why I had Edinburgh as, and maybe I, I, I associate it with the fringe and that's why it's so negative mm. to me because I could go up to Aberdeenshire, Dundee and they all right. But when I walk into Edinburgh, I feel like I've lost instantly. But the crowds were fucking amazing, man. It just boils down to people having a long day at work. And they want to be entertained and they're very very grateful for it and i felt amazing after it man good it was good good to hear mate another thing i just completely made that up i wasn't even gigging last week 
Uh, <laughs> you were sitting with your dad drinking tea. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Bridges is fucking not even in Scotland, mate. <laughs> your dad was like, damn, you're right. And you were sitting there, like, fantasizing about your reset at the start. Like, <laughs> how come they've blacklisted me, dad? <laughs> Cause you're having stealth wanks, you're 34, get out of the house, you <laughs> Do you know they've started calling me Timothy? Have you ever heard of a show called Sorry? No. Ronnie Corbett, right? I don't even know why you would know this, because it was back in the 60s, right. but it was about 60s, 70s. I, I know who was, Ronnie Corbett is. But when he was in this show, right. he was 40, 40 years old. And it was about a guy that still lived with his man and his dad. And his name was Timothy. Right. So he used to go out for pints with his mates and stuff. Right. And, and your dad's calling you Timothy? Aye, right. basically he's so calling me Timothy. So your dad's bullying you as well? Aye. So anytime he would get cheeky or fuck a couple of pints and say something, it'd be like, language, Timothy. And he's like, but I'm 40. <laughs> I get an Uber here. Oh. Did you? Fancy. That is fancy. Do you know I've realised I like to randomly talk shit to Uber drivers? Do you? Aye. I make up shit. It's like a fucking sport. Aye. You make stuff up? Yep. Right. What did you tell them? Or what's your best? So randomly I just, I kind of went, I was kind of pretending that I was an anti-masker. <laughs> 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 I was just like, ah, what about the masks mate? Fucking brutal. I never really wore them anyway. And he was like, ah, you know, fucking cunts, I'll never wear them. Right. And I was like, I fucking, and as they're getting up, can I get a loaf of bread without wearing a mask? All that shit, so. Was he pure on board? Aye, instantly on board. Was he pure, yes. The yes, flood, big man. The floodgates get opened. Did they? Aye, I, um, I've been, <laughs> I've been caught out almost. I tried to like kid on a new something, about something, and it turned out that the guy was like a pure expert. <laughs> <laughs> sorry man i'm getting pure tickled after this point oh, case people mate. think i'm like picking my nose i'm sorry when you go mate let's get a comedy on it mate it's just it's just jumped jumped onto your face um what was it we were talking about and i tried to and i knew something see that way like i knew something about the subject uh-huh and i tried to pass it off using that tiny wee bit of knowledge that i'd held on a podcast or read in a book I tried to pass it off as like, oh, I know what I'm talking about. Aye. And the guy was like, oh, I wrote, I wrote my thing, man, my PhD on. And I was pure, oh, no. I just admitted it. I just went, mate, I don't really know about it. And the guy was like, oh, that's all right. And then just like told me about it. All right. So they like, educated me. But no, I've got a tendency to talk shit to strangers as well, mate. Like, But I like that game. I'm going to kid on I'm a racist. <laughs> mate, I feel like it was near that far away slagging. If the, if the Uber ride was longer... I feel like immigrants were going to get slagged. And I was Aye. like, what the fuck have I done? I feel like I've started a forest fire or something. I'm Aye. just so glad I got out the Uber in time. See, when I used to do sales, I used to kid on that I supported whatever football. Well, obviously, I didn't kid on. I was a Celtic supporter. But see, if somebody came in looking for an iPhone or whatever, uh-huh. and they had like <laughs> fucking 1690 on their fucking phone, or they just looked like a fucking Rangers supporter, like just said something about Rangers. I would pretend to be like, I'd be like, oh, mate, aye, aye. And just hope that they, well, it's not really the same as it, like Paul, like a pure Catholic name. But I would kid on that was a Rangers supporter just because I knew I'd get sales with it. Taking a page out Johnny Adair's book, I see. Who's that? The former. The, the Mad Dog? Mad Johnny Dog. Johnny How am I taking a page out of that? Loyalist, loyalist leader. Mm-hmm. He used to go into Celtic pubs with Celtic taps on. 
to get information. Did he? Yep. I seen that in an interview once. He right. was like, I don't give a fuck about football and all that stuff. I'm no right, I'm not in it for football. You would use it. You would use it. I think you could. I think you should use it. <laughs> See if people honestly, mate, I have met some absolute fucking wallop or Celtic fans. See yeah. if you judge people based on the fucking football team that they support. Yeah. That's how I'm saying, like, I you kinda deserve to be manipulated and taken advantage yeah. of if you're like, he's a good guy. He supports Celtic, and you're like, uh, did Jimmy Savile know a fucking Celtic scarf on at one point <laughs> in time? For fuck's sake, guys. Give me keys to my house, he supports the hoops. <laughs> uh, <laughs> which kind of, you know, I agree with you, because I tweeted a couple of days ago. Shows you how stupid some people are, man. I tweeted, Celtic players should give Rangers players a guard of honour for <laughs> stopping the treble. i seen it. Right. And it went a bit viral. Oh, did it? Aye. Did you delete it? Nope. No, have you kept it up? What S the comments like? See the amount be? of stupid fucking Celtic fans that were like, where's your guard of honour for the quadruple? <laughs> <laughs> uh, a lot of people understood that it was a joke. I right. can't believe that people never caught it. Aye, people but, didn't twig. I mean, a lot of Rangers fans were like, oh, that shit Potter. Fair enough, but so many Celtic fans were like, "No, no, don't give them a guard of honor." Shut the fuck Mate, up. there's a guy out there that that does so much shit talking that he now needs to like pre-warm for a tweet. He always he always puts up for the avoidance of doubt. My next tweet is a bit, and then he'll tweet because he's just constantly getting Celtic because he's a Celtic fan, he's a big Celtic fan. Is it Kev something? Aye, and Aye. he's constantly getting Celtic fans biting, and he's like, "Stop fucking biting! I'm trying to get the other side." Like, Aye. so he puts up this like for the avoidance of doubt. See if you go on his Twitter feed, man. There's just about forty of them for the avoidance of doubt. Like my next, my next tweet's about. I might just start doing that. Mate, Twitter bewilders me at times. Did you see my tweet? <clears throat> no, I was like something like how to how to live your life and be a boss. I had Fred and then was like, don't. That came off the back of, I had got up that morning and usually after like my morning routine, I will spend a bit of time just fucking about on social media, just checking the news, checking tits, whatever, just flicking through fucking social media, like as we do. And it was like five or six on the bounce. I just that's like, here's how to live your life, a thread. And you're like, mate, you can't tell me how to live my fucking life. You're in fucking <laughs> LA. <laughs> you fucking ball bag, like, go Aye. away, leave me alone. But it is all this just pure, how you got on the property ladder, a thread, and then you find out that their mom and dad gave them their deposit, and you're like, I mm -hmm. cunts don't have that, mate. Like, people get up in the morning and go to work, literally, sometimes wondering how they're going to fucking feed their wains, and you're Aye. talking about, like, stop spending money on Starbucks. Yeah. That's how you get on the property ladder, man. Have a cold shower every day. I responded to your tweet. So you did. Aye. Aye, so you did, mate. Take advantage of mentally ill people by telling them that they need to drink more water from the £39 a session. Aye, mate. Uh, <laughs> there's quite a lot of these Scottish cunts cutting about now, aren't there? Like these property Scottish people. Um, I see that on my newsfeed all the time. Like what? <laughs> I don't know. It's like, hello, my name's Paul McGinty. Welcome to the property tycoon. I'll tell you how I can... Get you on the property ladder. Just meet me at the hydro. Forty-five pound a ticket. Aye, mate. Add a guy in here, and I don't think he listens to this. But see if he does. You know, I'm just building your self awareness, pal. <laughs> and he was talking about like how 
he can get you your business to four and five and six figures. He's not doing that for himself, and you're like, can you really do that? It's like, what is what we call? I don't know what the fuck we gotta call this. Like fake ball bag entrepreneurs. Like I'm a successful entrepreneur. It's gonna teach you how to sort your life, and then you're like, oh, how how much how much are you worth, mate? What's your bu-? um nothing? Yeah. No. Oh, eh, eh. I still love him. My mom and my dad. And it's like. Aye. I don't know, man. Like you're saying, it's taking advantage of people. It's like people just want to be able to live, mm-hmm. you know, financial freedom or whatever. I can give you financial freedom. And it's like, but you're, you're charging people. How you are making yourself financially free is by charging people. And then you're going to tell them how to become financially free. Like when we're going to end up in a world where a quarter of the world is a PT. The, the next quarter is a business entrepreneur that's telling you how to run your business. The next <laughs> quarter, like, where does it end? Like, there's only so many millionaires that can exist. Like, yeah. we can't all be a millionaire. So, where do we? Where does the bottleneck happen? Like, yeah. I think it, I actually think it's already happened. Like, like now we're seeing PTs that are like, I'm going to teach you how to be a PT. And then they've got a mentor that's like, I'll teach you how to teach them how to be a PT. Yeah, and then they've got. Do you know what that's called? A pyramid scheme. Yeah. That's We're crazy. all involved in this big, huge, massive social media pyramid scheme. And the ones that actually make money are Zuckerberg and these pals. They yeah. don't give a fuck about what cunts are selling on fucking, on their platforms. They're just like, you're fucking paying me, man. I just don't. give me more money. Mm-hmm. They're the real, the real ones that are profiting, mate. As soon as you said pyramid schemes there, it made me remember Just Plus. Is that still cutting a bit? Don't know, mate. Remember that? Uh, I don't remember just plus, but I remember uh, Herbalife. Herbalife. I think it's a similar sort exact of thing. Exact same thing, right? mate. Uh-huh. Diarrhea shakes. Aye. I remember, it's mad how you can get blinded by that stuff because my pals were buying it. And back then I was like, this is a sham. You get your nutrition for food and exercise. And they were getting properly annoyed with me. And I was like, but it is, it's, pow- it's powdered shite. My cousin fucking done it and he lost about seven stone. And I swear to God, they looked like he had AIDS or something, like <laughs> something fucking wild. And everybody was like, is he dying, man? He's like, like, no, he's on a Just Plus. <laughs> <laughs> he's on the apple diet. Aye. Eat an apple a day. Do you think that's how they come up with that, right? Let's think about that. Is that like a pure, this has just came to me, but the apple diet, do you think that's came for like the pure nursery thing? Like an apple a day keeps the doctor away. So they're like, that's all we need. Do you know all we need? Cold water therapy in an apple, mate. Hi. <laughs> well, that's why the the term an apple a day keeps the doctor away. Because there's so much fibre in it. So good for you. So good for uh-huh. your gut. Aye, but I'm thinking, is that how these idiots come up with the apple diet? Where they were only going to eat apples? Oh, right, okay. Like, they thought, like, we should just overdose on apples. That's what Aye. we should do. Neglecting the fact that you need calcium and protein and... A whole fucking petri dish of like <laughs> nutritional <laughs> mi- macronutrients. Aye. We're like, nah, man, I'll just take the fucking the fiber and the sugar and just shit my life away. When's the last time you had an apple? That in ASMR. Um, maybe about a week ago. Honestly, had a wee bag. I like the wee, see the, the wee fruit bags. What's a, what was that? I totally missed what you said there, Darren AMSR. ASMR. What's that? Like the mad. All the sound uh, shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. 
Because <laughs> you were taking a drink. Is that picking that up? I can pure here. Oh, I can still hear it. <laughs> I still heard it. Sorry. But no, I had an apple. I, I eat the wee bags, see, like the wee fruit bags, apple and grape, pineapple fingers and stuff like that. I eat that. Oh, hi. Pineapple fingers. Very middle class. <laughs> I've not had an apple in about over a year, as you can tell. <laughs> it used to be, I used to do all that stuff all the time before life got me. <laughs> you're going to be sitting in a pub when, like, when you're older, the young team are going to come in, you're going to go, stay on the apples. I remember I used to have a podcast. <laughs> I, uh, I used to have a podcast, guys. Guys, when he's gone. Don't run away from me. <laughs> when do we think we developed that Glasgow accent? See, like that pure. Um, tell you what, right? I played for Celtic when I was younger, right? Oh God! Every comes like that, isn't it? I played for. I played with Larson. I actually knew Larson when he stayed here. Do you know he was in Sweden? That was just a fucking thing. That was just hanging on. <laughs> Can't actually say shit like that, but. <laughs> <laughs> That's just a thing he done. He wasn't actually Swedish. I think I've said this on the podcast before. <laughs> Sorry, I know. <laughs> That's just a thing he done. He wasn't Swedish. That's just. Oh, no, he's got. He's fucked in the head, man. Mate, there was one time I was walking by uh, Ladbrokes or William Hills, whatever one is it next to where Destiny used to be. So when you go down Sucky Hill Street, you turn. There's a. Is, is William Hills in it, or is it Ladbrokes? You usually get to be Chinese guys chain smoking outside it because there's like the Chinese supermarket and that across the road. Uh, <clears throat> Ladbrokes. I think it is a Ladbrokes. I walked by there with my missus one day and there was a, an old guy stoning and you can picture him. He had fucking faded jeans that had like stains on them and his fingers were yellow and he was smoking a roll up and he went, big man. I turned around and he went, see when I was young, we were all fucking mental. And that was it. Yeah. I just went... They bother me and just walked away and see forever now. Me and my missus just randomly just go, we were all fucking mental. He'll probably be dead now. Probably not. I'll tell you another story about like a random <laughs> fucking JK. See when I worked, this is terrible, mate. This was fucking terrible. See when I worked in uh, Virgin Media, this guy came in, right? And do you know, and he was immaculately dressed. Do you know like the old sort of Glasgow Eds that are like, they wear suits? They're the scary ones, mate. They're the real scary ones. But he was a bit wide-eyed and he was absolutely stinking a bevy. But he was like sitting down with one of the guys that I worked with, Stefan. And if Stefan, he won't be fucking listening to this, but if he's listening to this, he'll remember this, mate. This was, it was mental. And uh, he was talking about how he'd fought in the war, like um, Korea or something, like something there, like in Asia. And a fucking Chinese family walked in and he stood up and went, I'd have just done this, put his horn in his pocket and pretended to take a gun out. Walked up to the guy and put his horn in his head and went, boom, you're fucking dead. Wow. We were like, what the fuck just happened there, man? And he was like, ah, I used to wipe the cunts out when I was in the army. What age was he? Maybe about, um, maybe at the time, I'd be guessing, mate, maybe in his 60s or his 70s. Holy fuck. Like an old man, like a well-dressed old man, well-presented, but was steaming. See that, like, steaming way where they're totally coherent, they can speak properly, straight, can walk in a straight line, but you're like, what's wrong with him? And you're like, oh, fuck, he's steaming. Aye. It was like that, but he fucking seen the Asian guy walk into the shop, went, oh, do you know what we used to do with them? Pretended to take a fucking gun out, had pistol fingers, went up to the back of the guy's head and, like, pretended to fucking shoot him. 
and then turned around and went, I used to wipe the cunts out when I was in the army. We were like, my, everybody in the show was jaw just fucking hit the flare, man. Like, that's holy fucking shit. Imagine being, imagine being that guy. Mate, he didn't have a fucking clue what was going on. He, oh. just, he was like, he couldn't speak a word English. He was just looking about like, what's going on? Like, you know, like that kind of like, what just happened there? Aye. But we were like, that can't just fucking threaten your life, mate. Like, he was having fucking flashbacks to the wall there, man. He's in for the Sopranos box set and he doesn't realise I couldn't <laughs> wants to fucking pop him. Was it Larson? Kidding on, he was <laughs> Swedish. He's not Swedish. I know him. Uh, but th that reminded, I'm not saying my granddad's racist, right? But uh, my granddad was a prisoner of war. And what war? It would have been the first one, I'm sure. First what? <laughs> world War. No. Second World War. Aye, it would have been World War II, mate. Aye, if it was your grandpa. So he was a prisoner of war in Italy, I think. Right, aye, he'd have been out fighting against the fascists in Italy. So yeah. aye, it would have been World War Two. aye. I don't know how long he was there for, but I know it was more than a year anyway. Right, fuck me. So man. he's kept in a hut, you know, starved, uh -huh. fucking weathered every single day. Oof. And supposedly my dad was like he could never walk past a chippy with right, it fucking gain it yeah bastards <laughs> yeah bunch of bastards <laughs> don't buy any fucking chippies for them because it was like italian aye, Italian chip shops aye. Aye, aye, it was italians that, that started all like, the chip shops aye. in glasgow not but right. fuck's sake uh you know it was anytime he was drunk because i think he had like post-traumatic stress uh right Obviously, I'm, shell shock. God knows what happened to your grandpa in the fucking prisoner of war camps in Italy, mate. Aye. Fuck me, man. Also picked up some crazy eating habits as well. Like um, my dad said, he used to see when you—I don't know what the term is—but see when you get fucking, you know, starved. Essentially, uh -huh. um, he used to put something mental in his tea, like fucking nine sugars and right. like cream. I. For the uh, malnutrition. Aye. Aye, they've just been pure stocking up in calories. So, mental. It's mental like the guys shit. that you see in like, the movies and they're pure protecting their food. And mm -hmm. it's like, because they're used to being, they've spent 20 years in prison, fucking cunts try to steal their fucking food off them. Aye. Aye, that's, that will be PTSD, mate. Aye. It's crazy, man. Walking by chappies. Yeah, dirty bastards. Imagine <laughs> nowadays. Yeah, bastards. Some mad Indian guy standing behind the counter there, chippy. Like, oh, what the fuck is going <laughs> on like, here? Yeah, Italian bastard. <laughs> that cunt looks like Larson, man. Get it. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> I think I've said that on the podcast before. I knew a Rangers fan that was like, that was a goalkeeper. I have said this on the, the podcast. He was an amazing goalkeeper, right? And he was like, guy, Tommy Burns was up at the house. Wanted to set me for say like and I just done that. Get out of my house, you Fenian bastard. We are the people. <laughs> like that didn't happen, mate. Where did they end up? You never signed for anybody. <laughs> well, if that did happen, Aye. then you're bragging about shooting yourself right in the fucking fit, Aye. you muppet. Aye. So I think we've done an hour, haven't we? Aye, mate, done it. Aye, mate. Right, we've done an hour. That is episode twenty-five. Thank you very much for everybody joining and that was a good laugh one i mate i enjoyed that a lot mate hopefully I, I wasn't stuttering too much when i was talking about stand-up i feel like no. i didn't notice mate so okay all oh, the better comedians listening i'm gonna kill that cunt my dad he is mentally ill <laughs> alan Arju, i'm never sponsoring that prick podcast ever again <laughs> which reminds me i want to thank alan Argue and Co for being the sponsor of the podcast. 
when you're watching the podcast, their information will pop up on the screen and you can go in and give them a call. So get in touch and get in about the goodness. Um, I'm announcing my tour on Friday. If you listen to the podcast, can you please rate rate it for us because it's helping us out and we want to continue doing it. Um, Alan is kind enough to cover expenses for the studio, so if you'd like to give me some money, you can donate a coffee. And that's all I've got to say. Hendrik Larson was actually Russian. Hendrik Larson was an Italian spy. Yeah, Hendrik Larson kept my granda a prisoner of war in the ball. I'm fucking telling you, mate. Join us next week for episode 26. <laughs> Hendrik Larson was a Nazi. Ha, <laughs>